Yo, what is up, you guys? It is Mars. I am here today with Jubals again for another week, another wonderful piece of media that we're going to be discussing about. I'm actually, I, I would say I'm pretty excited for this one um, because it's just a strange and bizarre movie, and I think this is going to become a strange and bizarre conversation. Um, but <laughs> we're going to be... Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty excited. Um, I've been reading today was a lot of articles about farting. So you know, you know, there's there's something going great with that. Also, Every single um, article I talked about. If you hear the occasional drinking noise, I'm drinking a Kool Aid Jammer. Leave me alone. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah! I have my water. We're doing good, but uh, we're gonna be yeah talking about this, this movie from uh, when did it come out? Oh God, I don't even was know. It, I, I think was, it was uh, 2016. 2016 i believe 2015 or 2016 um a swiss army man which is you know a very interesting title that came i think it dropped in at sundance in 2016 and it stars daniel radcliffe and well i guess daniel radcliffe and paul dano am i saying that right dano um uh dano i think it is yeah who is who is now gonna play the riddler in the batman <laughs> Yeah, I saw another film. Oh, he's also in a film with Jake Gyllenhaal. I kind of, I recently found out. You know, that does not surprise. Jake Gyllenhaal is in so many things, but he has such a basic white man physique that nobody remembers. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he's in a film with Jake Gyllenhaal because people were talking about like, oh, the Riddler in a, a Mysterio. And I was like, oh, okay. But besides the point, yeah, we're here, we're here to talk about Swiss Army Man. Paul Dano, you agree though. Love you. Um, this is such a fucking weird ass movie. Um, mm. I think it's I it's clean. Did we, did we say like what movie we're talking about? Yeah, I said Swiss Army Man like a few times now. I think oh, okay. Swiss Army Man, Swiss Army Man, Swiss Army Man. <laughs> In case you didn't get, it, I, I believe we're doing Swiss Army Man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which if you if you understand the title, uh, it's very much about a guy who is stranded on an island, uh, about to. Oh yeah, should we give some? trigger warnings for suicide and just depression in general i guess well, um I, I would assume you just did with <laughs> by doing that yeah <laughs> well yeah no i would i i kind of i was gonna be i was gonna ask it and then be like you know i should probably just say it i'm just gonna yes, say it trigger but yeah there from, we go trigger, trigger warning from here on out if you're uncomfortable with talks about suicide or suicidal ideation or death yeah. or thinking about life in any way if that's not your bag uh click off yeah. now and we will see you in the next uh the next one but we appreciate mm -hmm. you for being here at the, the two minute mark anyway yes. <laughs> yes yes love and appreciate you guys <laughs> but anyway so paul data plays this guy named hank who's stranded on an island and the movie starts off with him uh attempting to kill himself until yeah. shortly after a um farting explosion noise is coming from a body that has been washed up onto shore and this body that is exploding with probably diarrhea and other bodily fluids as a body does um yeah, is as, daniel as radcliffe does. as one does when a body comes up onto shore and that's daniel radcliffe um and it follows you know hank and daniel radcliffe's character who's a dead body um named manny in their journey to pretty much get I guess back to um, like society. Um, so yeah, I, I guess we can start off with like what your thoughts were on the film as a whole, and I can talk about the plot more and some other so, things. Going based off of, I've seen the movie twice now, but again, my memory is very bad. But mm -hmm. I I know the feelings that were left with me. Uh, so the first time that we I had watched this movie, me and Mars had actually watched it together while I was visiting them. Yo. Um, and. We watched it, I believe, like, very late at night, um, and, like, afterward, I remember just feeling super, like, damn, yeah. very, very introspective, because, you know, the movie is about life, and, like, different facets of life, and describing those facets, like, as best as you can through the lens of, like, a person, you know, um, mm -hmm. and it's, it was really... I don't know, it really messed me up when watching it because I just remember afterward it made me feel like because this story was like obviously done in an, like the inspirational life kind of way, for a while it had made me feel very much like, damn, I'm not I'm not doing enough. Like there's, oh, I could do more. There's stuff I, I yeah. could do. And then like upon the second time rewatching it, I think I came at it with more of like a much more positive outlook of like, 
I know, like life is beautiful. I love life. Life, life is, is great. great. Like like life is great, and and like seeing it described the way it was again in, in the movie made it made it much more innocent than I guess I took I took it the first time. Because mm-hmm. the movie yeah. has, I think, its moments where it gets kind of dark and a little bit scary with the way it describes things. Uh, like the the we'll talk about more about that later, but like the the bear scene with May mm-hmm. and, and and Hank. Um, yeah. Like, that's one of the moments where it kind of is like, ooh, 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 I don't know if I'm mentally prepared to have this conversation with myself right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's kind of one of those. But I, I don't know. The second time watching it, I guess it put me more into, like, introspective thinking on the past and how far I've come rather than the present and how far I could go. You yeah, know? no. Um, is I think I've dis- I think watching it with you was my third or fourth time watching it there's a few times i don't remember watching it because it was just random and um i don't remember like the situation i was in i remember the first time i watched this though um it took me a while to get like i had to sit with it and it took me a while to kind of understand like what was the not only artistic approach to this movie but like just like the overall themes mm-hmm. and it's create it's directed by i think it's like a duo of daniels um there's two of them and i guess they have like some production team that make movies like this um and stuff um but you know we have hank who's um very obviously lonely um kind of an outcast guy um when we do kind of get revealed of what his life is like before he gets stranded on an island and then even on the island himself he you know he's like depressed he's about to like kill himself and he discovers manny in this like last hope of way and to him he starts to almost like man like to be honest it, it this movie really presents magical realism i feel like where it's like oh realism but it's also magical because manny starts to come to life um yeah. but hank isn't doing it in a way that's like manifesting because the the way that hank uh not hank but manny comes to life is by hank discussing what life is about and what actually in quotation is a good life but you yeah. have to remember um but hank as a person is very much a loner outcast he's kind of a stalker where like you know later in the movie where you find out that he kind of like he pretends he has this like perfect life with this girl but in reality she's married and has another family and he's just like you know a loner um but it also very talks about like the mundane things of life and i think that's why the farting is like kind of a metaphor in a way um of like weirdness and like what makes like the oh, weird yes. things that he <laughs> The farting is a metaphor on capitalism. <laughs> it's a metaphor. <laughs> it's a metaphor about, yes, our society. But in a way, I mean, I think even, like, the the directors talked about this, but, like, uh, the whole, like, the thing about, like, the masturbation, uh, like, there's a scene where um, Hank is talking, and kind of in the beginning, after they get off the, they get off the island because um, uh, uh, Hank rides Manny, like a, a jet what is it is ski jet or some shit um mm-hmm. across the ocean because he is farting from his butt um and it is creating a force that could you know whisk him across the ocean um and then come across this cave where there's like trash and stuff and and items from like you know society and everything uh they find a porn magazine and uh hank starts to talk to you know manny about what masturbation is but you know hank is like well i can't masturbate even though it makes me happy i can't masturbate because i think of my you know my mom and then manny is like well if it makes you happy why not just do it anyway um and i they put in these like like very like human things like farting and masturbation and other like weird things um but things that you know like Hank is like, oh, you can't do that in public, though. Like, that's fuck, that's fucking weird. Um, so I think the directors were like, oh, trying to like, you know, oh, like these are very like normal, mundane things, but we deem them as like, you know, weird or private things. Um, and that's kind of just the human existence in a whole. Like, it very much like juxtaposes to Hank's life as himself because he is, you know, like portrayed as a loner. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I feel like most people who are like the lonely in life will always describe like the perfect life as one that is filled with like the opposite of how they choose to act. <laughs> like, like I think especially in movies, I feel like more often than not, it'll be like, so like, what's your perfect life? And it's like, Oh yeah. Like I got a big family. I got you know, mm-hmm. my kids, all my friends. And 
you know, they, a lot of the time, you know, they project that onto, like, other ideals, kind of how, like, Hank projects life onto, you know, Manny. Uh, yeah. You know, even though, again, there is magical realism and Manny is actually, like, technically alive, alive. Um, mm-hmm. But even if it was just, like, a metaphor thing, and it is, still is, but to have it to have it be, like, I don't know, watching... That, that was another thing that really, like, messed me up about it was Hank, because of this loner lifestyle, like, at the end of his rope, and now he's, like, lost on the island and is just choosing to, like, end his life. He finds life in a person who's already dead. Like, yeah. he projects life into this person who is no longer here and gives them this stellar personality. And there's something very sweet about that, I guess, because, you know, most most of the time, you know, when people are dead, they're dead, right? And, you know, unless they are related to you, you don't think about those people, you know? Yeah. So watching this, like, a stranger project life onto this other person that they just found and then trying and like doing their best to teach them about life and give them like give them the side of life that they don't necessarily feel themselves is really sweet in like a really nice way like i don't know it's nice to watch somebody who has like in that moment in their moments given up on life take a new lease on it and like try to help someone who is quite literally dead gain it yeah, he's Hank is very much like just like a suicidal man teaching a corpse like life is worth living, which is kind of ironic. Um, I mean, and like we'll get I won't say it now, but like you know, it's ironic and it's also ironic of this because we how we find out with Manny. Um, I'll get to that. Oh, did you die? Uh oh. So, um, uh, okay. Well, <laughs> hello. Okay. So yeah. Okay. okay. Sorry, I'm back. I'm back. Okay. My my computer like decided to pause on me for a second, probably because I wasn't like touching it. Um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, he's Hank's like unfortunately just a very suicidal man who's you know teaching this corpse like life is worth living. Um, it's there's a lot of bodily acceptance and acceptance of like, you know, like I said, the mundane and little things. And I think that what's interesting about this film is that the majority of it takes place in like this one set location of uh, like the, the middle of the woods. Like, yeah, we had the K part in the beginning, but then they get to like this woods. And then this is things per- personally for me where it kind of got like interesting and like weird in a way. Um, because uh, as Hank is like, you know, teaching Manny about like the way of life and stuff like that Manny discovers a picture of a girl on a cell phone and this girl name is Sarah and this is the girl that like um Hank himself has been crushing on and like you know Mm -hmm. in love with even though she has another family uh and Hank ends up lying to um uh, Manny about how this was this is his life this is like his his girl his life and Manny obviously falls in love with her, even though he like barely knows anything. Like he's like he's like a it's almost like um a, a it's a like a father son relationship in a way um, for a bit. But it kind of gets weird because things start to have this like romantic like bond, but not it's a, it's a very in a distraught way almost because Hank is you, like watching it like for the first time you're like oh shit this guy's fucking sane because he's playing dress up in the middle of the fucking woods with a dead body who is talking is he talking I don't know but here he is playing dress up in the middle of the woods um dancing with this um dancing with Manny you know uh, pretending Hank himself is pretending to be Sarah and then they like they you know have this like rom- like romantic relationship and mm. there's like that <laughs> funny but awkward scene of like Dan- uh, Manny and like Hank kissing um, so then it shifts back into like this like weird like romantic like almost relationship and then it shifts again towards the end of where we actually see like okay no these are two just like two guys who are bonded and they're friends and they're trying to get homies. back to two homies. To one of them might be dead, but you know, they're here, um, vibing. They're trying to get back to society. Um, and you know, we see like uh, Manny at the very end, like rescue Hank, 
once again, after, um, um, oh, another thing that I forgot to mention is like the more that um, Hank is teaching Manny about like how, what life is and what a good life is, the more that um, Manny gets like his abilities to become like a Swiss army man, basically. Um, So while they're having this like crazy ass adventure in the middle of the woods, he's also being used as to like, you know, shoot uh, shoot water from his mouth to t- drink from or to like you know kill squirrels or to chop down wood because he's a swiss army man um it's yeah. interesting it's Homie's so interesting multi-purpose multi-purpose <laughs> romantic it, partner in arm. <laughs> it is it is very weird uh i you know it's funny i guess because the, the movie is already so weird i remember watching it and it didn't really phase me <laughs> i was just like yeah sure like why not you know, yeah, two two homies, one dead, one alive, kissing. One, one dead, you know? kissing. Yeah, like, who cares? <laughs> like, well, I think, like, the first time I watched it, I was like, um, okay. But at the same time, I was like, homie has been stranded on an island. Like, I, too, would be probably going a little bit crazy to the point where, like, I'm going to be making out with this tree right now because I mean, it looks like Dylan O'Brien or some shit. <laughs> I mean, it's also, it's that, and it's also, like, you know, you've been lonely your whole life, and now you have, like, a second chance at life because you were, like, yeah. you were stranded for, like, God knows how long, and you're finally back, and then you come, like, you come back, and because maybe you have, like, a semi-new lease on life because of this friend that you happen to have, you're unleashing emotions you have not been able to release in forever. Like, like God knows how long you haven't let yourself feel the things you've been trying to feel. So, I don't, again, you know, and, and also, like you said, that touch of crazy from being stranded in general. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, probably it's doesn't actually- help. It's almost a duality in a way, if I think about it, because here we have like Hank who is, um, you know, feeling and expressing ways that he has not been before because he was a loner previously. Um, Like he's having a relationship and a bond with this like Manny who's a dead body. And then we also have those like small scenes where like um, uh, Hank still like hides away when he like has to fart and stuff like he does things in private when he's with Manny even though Manny's like very open about like you don't have to do like hide that in front of me and stuff um so it's almost a duality in a way where he's like it's like kind of like showing like the way that we restrict ourselves to be accepted um while also like you know finally expressing like ourselves in ways that we hadn't expressed before because like towards the end when we get to like after the whole like uh party in the woods and stuff um and if you want i kind of honestly forgot some of the bear scene but if you want to talk about more of that that's where i'm like leading right to right now um yeah i mean before we we get to the to the bear scene it's also the um like you also have like because of that like oh where manny i think is in contrast to hank is like very much like well these are these are the things i'm feeling and I'm and I'm feeling like this and, and like this is what I'm feeling. And Hank is like, no, you can't talk like that. And Manny's like, but why not? Like, so I have to talk like this. This is the way I talk. It's the way I am. Right. And, right. And because, you know, Manny, you know, I think it's also that thing of like projecting Hank, projecting like more of his emotions and feelings onto Manny. Because, again, even though Manny technically is coming alive on his own, uh, I think it's still that metaphor of like Hank is putting on like I think a version of himself he kind of wishes he was onto Manny yes. like free from that thing of like wor- worry like worrying about the social implications or like how he should be and just being like Manny is like Manny yeah, just I- is because you know he don't know no better he doesn't know and not, not necessarily better but he doesn't know yeah especially when it comes to Sarah um, I think he very much projects his like ideal way of life and how he imagined, like in his head at least, how it would have gone with her um, onto Manny. I mean, I mean, and Manny's point of his perspective too. It's it's his life that um, uh, it's his life that Hank is like projecting on. I had a thought. Thought I forgot what I was gonna say. No, understandable. Uh, I mean, it also just goes. 
uh, I guess, more into the bear scene, too, because Manny, again, is very much, I guess, the projection of a lot of Hank's feelings. And the the bear scene, I think, is like a really, really big thing of that, because when I think this is right around, I think, when Manny finds out that like the life that Hank tells him was Manny's is not his. And it's just like yeah. something he had make, made up to, I don't, you know, give Manny, I guess, a sense of life and purpose. Um, mm-hmm. Manny kind of goes where Hank was at the beginning of the movie. And he says to him, you know, he's like, I never, like, if, if I knew sadness or this type of stuff existed, I wouldn't have come to life. Like, I, no offense to you, but I wish I was dead again, he says to him. And, Hank, you know, sadly enough, instead of fighting for him, he doesn't even get on Manny. He's like, no, I understand. Like, I get it. You know, because yeah. we, we know, we obviously know from the beginning that's when, that's what he gets. And then they just talk about, I don't know. And then I think it comes to, they talk about life and how, like, you know, everyone dies. And then someday, like, it is what it is. You know, life is life. Say love you, I guess. And then, like, everyone dies and, one, and you know, we'll all be together is, like, the main thing of it. But Manny, uh, I can't remember, like, the middle bits, but I know Manny does not give up, unlike Hank. Uh, I think Hank, well, to be fair, I think Hank also fights a bit, but I know Manny also fights. You know, he comes down from the tree that he's in and he crawls on his own to save Hank from the bear. Yeah. And he's still fighting for his life, even though, like, he got hit with emotions he's never had any idea how to deal with before. And even saying that, if I knew that there were emotions like this, I never would have done this. I never wanted to be this. This is not what I wanted to be. But still choosing to, like, fight on and, like, be lively and be be alive and help his friend. Yeah, it's like one of my. I, I you. I very much remember this scene now. Um, and I one thing I really appreciated uh, when he, uh, Manny was going through his existential crisis was the fact that they kept going back and forth about like, oh, we're just gonna end up as big piles, bags of shit. We're all just bags of shit. We're all gonna fart and we're gonna just be in the ground because we're bags of shit. And I really appreciated that because in the end, like, if we're get into the subject of death a little bit, like, yeah, that's like how that's how it's gonna be, like. I mean, it's very existential thing, but like in the end, like we're all gonna like release our bowels and fart our way to the ground, and it's gonna be a fun time, all of us together. True, I'm coming coming back as a rock, though. That's just me. (laughs) I I I want to come back as a single piece of grass. (laughs) Um, (laughs) single piece of grass. Um, but. Yeah, it's it's interesting though. That's that's such an interesting thing because like I I mentioned this before. Like there's a there's a few things about Manny's character that like at the end we find out about who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, previously, like his previous life, um, before he like was a body that you know just washed up. Um, and the fact that you know, um, I never kind of noticed that until now. And the fact that Manny had so much uh, willpower to like keep on going despite this existential crisis and like all of these emotions. It's kind of ironic in a way. Um, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it is ironic uh, because, cause, you know, we're not we're not going, like, from end to movie. I think the discussion is more just, like, what's in the movie. But we get to the end yeah. of the movie where, you know, Hank and um, Manny finally come to a house, which, I, ironically enough, is uh, Sarah's house. Is her name? Mm-hmm. Sarah's yeah. house. And Hank finds this out and is so desperately still crushed by, like, how he should be acting that he does not want to talk to this. He does not. He's like, no, we can't be here. We can't do this. And man, he's keeps telling him, he's like, no, like it's fine. Like you can do this. It's fine. You know, we're all a little bit ugly on the inside. We're all a little bit, whatever. We're all a little bit terrible, but it's okay. Like that's okay. Sometimes we just got to, you know, we find people around us who deal with the little shit that we have and it's good. You know, that's the point yeah uh, is like manny's whole thing uh at the end and when the paramedics show up obviously to take care of hank and manny they wrap up manny's body and we overhear a paramedics like say his actual name which i can't remember and that he was a uh, a jumper apparently based on like the bruises 
of his body so that so like body Manny when alive had taken his life which I you know obviously the fact that he's so full of life and relearning life it's even harder more hard-hitting when you find out that like the person he was in life couldn't do that for himself you know and to have somebody come in and teach him when he's gone how to relive life what's love friends family life you know dancing you know as they do when they're in the forest it's just it 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 makes it that much more like damn (laughs) like and it and it really really hits you yeah what's interesting is that towards the end um as they're making their way back to the mainland and stuff and after the bear scene we kind of we kind of merge into that like uh you know the friendship the the we can truly see that the bond of that uh manny and uh hank have and as they're like you know approaching sarah's house and stuff you know hank is freaking the fuck out he's like no this is weird this is weird like this is weird and obviously manny's like no this is fine um hank knows that like you know society would never like accept the fact that like he his best friend and uh, you know, someone who he obviously like cares about and loves is a fucking dead body. Mm. Um, and we get to see obviously a little bit of that and how people portray it as crazy. Oh, like this is like insane. Um, and even like, I mean, rightfully so in a way, like, you know, I, I can't help but to like, you know, be like, okay, uh, if a guy, a random guy that I never knew came up to my backyard uh, with a dead body, but knew me and had a picture on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I I would be a little weird about. I would be a little weirded out. Okay, I would. I just be like, eh, yeah, that's like that's that's definitely weird. Um, but obviously, for Hank's perspective and Manny's perspective, like, it's not weird. And you know, at the end of the movie, we find out that you know Hank kind of has this realization where he doesn't give a fuck anymore what people think of him, and he kidnaps Manny's body. Um, and he takes it toward, towards like back through the woods and we have this beautiful scene of like people seeing like the creation that Hank had created with Manny and the, the connect interconnectedness of their relationship and all of this and all of its glory. And then we just at the we get back to the beach, which in my head, to be honest, I didn't realize how fucking close back to society they were from like when they both arrived in the beach on the very beginning yeah. and like the woods like that's like fucking close like i was like man if you could have just gone like one more day you would have been right there in the very <laughs> beginning one more day but besides the point like you know hank like puts manny's body back into the ocean and sends it off like a farewell and you you see like manny like come back to life and stuff because he did die, he did go, he did die again. Um, when that little girl was like, "Ew, you're you're ugly, you're gross. What's wrong with your face?" And that's when Manny himself realized that he would never be accepted into this society. Yeah. Um, in a way, maybe that kind of just like shows to what his previous life was like. I have a feeling that he's probably it's very similar to um, Hank in some ways, but you know, from just like his clothes, he obviously probably had. I don't know. It's hard to tell, but it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's also just, I don't know. I guess, I guess it's also just, yeah, like that thing of like, oh, the societal thing. It's like it won't be accepted into society. I guess also just, I, I also like that when, like, you know, when they send them off, um, Manny is, is smiling at Hank and, and at everyone and going about his life um, after leaving a very, like, significant uh mark on hank you know for the rest of his and i i always liked that it i don't know maybe like maybe it was just me but like his smile was always like very significant to me like and Mm -hmm. and felt like he left significant impact to hank um because you know i think a big thing of hank's is also just insignificance like feeling insignificant in your life Mm -hmm. uh like hank makes a big point to when he talks to manny uh, I can't remember the exact conversation, but it was like, oh, like, you know, family and the people take care of you. And he's like, oh, well, so you have like you must have family that takes care of you. And he's like, no, nah, like I got my dad and my dad is, a, you know, if you know, I send my dad a birthday card every year. But that it's automated because we don't talk. And if that birthday card were to stop coming, uh, I guarantee he wouldn't even notice I was gone. 
yeah and it's and it's kind of like that feeling of like not having like you don't feel like you have strong bonds in your life enough that if like if you were to die that day or go missing or anything were to happen to you that anybody would go looking for you or anybody would care enough to even like feel like shit that you're gone you know because i i think that's a big thing that also happens between hank and manny too is that even though hank loves manny he always i think comes back to a place of like recognizing that manny is a dead body and so still feels insignificant in his life (laughs) Uh, up until like I think the moment, um, the popcorn scene, where, uh, when he starts to like bond a lot more with Manny, does he feel like Manny is a friend and not just like a thing? Yeah. And then I think it becomes much more there, and I feel like that's also why when the bear scene comes up, Manny's comments hit Hank a lot harder than I feel like they would have at the beginning, uh, when he was still kind of feeling that way. Yes, because I feel like despite the fact that, you know, Hank was longing for a connection with something, in the very beginning, he was teaching, um, I feel like he was teaching Manny about life because he knew he would get use out of uh, Manny's body as like a, you know, a Swiss army knife. Um, And it wasn't until like, you know, their like relationship and friendship was tested. There was a few times where like Manny would like, you know, be dead again. And, you know, it happened during the bear scene, too, and stuff. Um, And I think that, like, really, like, after, like, the whole woods part, like, really fucked with Hank to the fact that, like, I had, like, oh, I deeply care about, like, this, this body, this, this corpse. Like, him as a person rather than, like, the use he can get out of him. Yeah. Uh, And I, and I don't know like he's and yeah you're right like at the beginning he was doing that with manny even though i still do think it was also for his own thing like to to describe life to like hank himself again because he's yeah. like giving life to to manny not just as like a person but like giving him stories he's like maybe you were like a robot sent from the the future to like you know do things and like you know, like you do you do this and he's like building sets for him to teach him about life you yeah know? So I, I, I would say, yes, it's also for his own gain, but just also to, I guess, help himself and put it in perspective for himself. Um, and, I, and I also think that a lot of that is helped by the fact that the soundtrack, which is amazing. I love the music in this movie so much. Dude, is isn't the music all, so good? It's all <laughs> like it. um, it's all like people. It's all like people mm-hmm. making the sounds and it's like a acapella, like like the like the ahs oohs and like the like especially the popcorn song yeah yeah i don't know if it's the actors themselves or if it's just like people who are doing it um because i haven't looked if it is but regardless of whether or not i feel like having making the choice to have all the music behind these moments where they're having like these human bonding experiences like pretending to meet a girl on the train going to a party with with a girl dancing with her um Mm -hmm. like learning what love is what life is like what a family is what friends are yeah um, like what death is because that's also a part of life um having having that like oh i thought it was right there i was on a roll (laughs) um having the human music behind it makes it made it feel like so much more like people just doing it made it seem so much more lively and breathed ironically enough more life into into those conversations yeah i mean no you're you're totally right i mean it is it is funny and it is ironic because i think like this movie very much just talks about like the human experience well i mean it is about the human experience not only with our body and how we like all of us fart but like the way that we think and have thoughts and breathe and like pop popcorn. Um, and the music does really like touch on that too. It's, and I think that's why it's so well done. Like I'm like, I've seen people like give really bad reviews for this film. Um, but I think maybe the crude humor is not for everybody. Um, 
Oh yeah, I, I, I would say yeah. If you're not a fan of uh, crude humor, you might not enjoy this movie that much. But I would still give it a chance. It is a very yeah. Good movie. But hey, you know, if you if you love film, uh, love a movie about like a, a you know a boner being a compass, then I, I say give it a shot. Ten out of ten film right there. I always forget that happens in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. This is boner to compass. Is, I will say that is something that even though it was very significant <laughs> and in your face upon rewatching it when his uh when manny's boner became a compass i was like oh i forgot about this yeah <laughs> i remember watching it the first time and being like hmm, this is interesting this is an interesting idea um i think i was a little bit more just weirded out at first because it was like okay daniel radcliffe's uh boner is like right like being shoved <laughs> in my face right now <laughs> but it, it's a funny movie that's like what i like about it i like when movies can be funny but also existential. Um, yeah. And and I think that's how you can get, like, especially... I mean, and it, I think it really depends on the person. But for me personally, like, when philosophy or existential topics come up, I would like to prefer it in a way that's like, ha-ha, funny, that's hilarious. Um, I mean, I'll still understand it, but at least it's not, like, brutally being shoved in my face of, like, this is how we live and this is when we're going to die type of shit. Yeah, to and that's be fair, it, I I also think it does kind of give you the pre warning of like there is crudeness in it because before that yeah. you were talking about like the 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 porn magazine and like a few other bits here so at least it wasn't just like oh a random a boner compass <laughs> boner compass <laughs> um like it, like at least they do lead up to the fact that there are, is going to be crudeness and there is yeah. going to be like stuff in it that you you may be like ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you know but I, th I mean to be fair though i think it's done very well like i i would not yeah, say the crude, i don't think it's crude for the sake of being crude i think there is there is a message behind it and and that thing of just letting yourself be because i you know uh, yeah. as, as something actually uh mars has told me before when i've i've like had a moment was like to give yourself some grace and to like allow yourself that grace to just be a person <laughs> yes like you know because yeah. like it's such a simple thing but i like you know movies like this in any of real life you'll be presented with simple things and you'll find that it is so hard to just allow yourself to exist <laughs> yes uh, that was some of the best advice i've ever received is give myself grace i know man i use it a lot but no i agree um it's i think it's hard to like you I think it's like hard to like like live truly as oneself. Like live truly as oneself is obviously really like almost impossible just because mm -hmm. how society um has made societal norms. Um uh and there's another what's the opposite? Oh, it's a sociology term, defiance. Yes, there we go. So we have societal norms and then we have defiant and being defiant and everything like that. And I think this movie really touches on the fact that a lot of the things that um, the very mundane things, at least, like farting and everything, um, are things that are human experiences that are all universal. Um, and, you know, sometimes we really, like, shouldn't care if we fucking fart in public. Um, you know, I don't know. It's it's such an interesting film. And it is be very beautifully shot, especially the whole, like... Oh, yeah like the cave scenes are good but also just like when they're in the woods and they're like portraying this like courtship in a way like you know girl and boy um like dancing partying and stuff like that um yeah i i loved how like the popcorn scene was shot i don't know why it's mm -hmm. also the music accompanied with it but it was something about like the fact of looking at hank and um uh, manny hanging out and just like by a campfire like something that you know he's never experienced before being, yeah being like he looked so innocent like it was i don't know maybe it was just me but he looked super innocent looking and it was very much like oh like oh this is amazing i've never done any of this before and and i think like um the movie like the second time upon watching it i really got a much more positive thing out of it because ironically enough i felt like i feel like uh, more people should allow themselves to have that innocence on things they've never done and like feel right. that like happiness 
because I felt like that the second time when I was thinking about the trip again and how we had went to go do things that I had never done before that were like small things. Like I, I had never been to an, an antique uh, mall before. Um, and uh, I we went and we like walked up and down the whole thing and I loved every second of that. And that was like yeah. such a, like, a small thing of like just living life and, and hanging right. out and like doing that type of thing. But it was, you know, so I, but I came at it with such an innocence, I like in, in terms of life, cause I'm like, oh, I've never been here before. Like, oh, I did, like, oh, what is this? Oh, like, this is awesome. Oh, this is sick. And, you know, and I, and I found cool stuff and, you know, I got to hang out with my friend and, and, and I don't know, like watching that scene again, gave, like gave me that sense of like, oh, like this is sick. I don't know, like super fun. This is cool. Like, it feels stupid to say because it's, like, obviously new experiences in life is something to be enjoyed. But it's, like, you would be surprised to find how often you find um, yourself not enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think it's, like, really stupid to say because I think that's, like, <laughs> unfortunately one of those, like, um, like societal things where, like, we, like, why should we feel ashamed for feeling excite- if excited and, like, the things that we're doing? Mm-hmm. Um, It's, like... I think that and that's what another thing like this movie like really like wants to talk about is like what like the various like the things that like makes us connected to people or just connected like the with like life like there's like things that are like shameful yeah. um and some of it's like obviously there can be like really fucked up things that are shameful like you know when you know Hank was like talking to Manny about how like oh I think he think I'm with my mom or not not think of my mom um when I masturbate but like I forgot like what like led up to that conversation but the whole like masturbation conversation he has and stuff um like I can't do this because of this yeah he's like I can't do this because it reminds me of this situation which involved his mom and Manny was like well you know if it makes you happy you should just go do it and stuff um and he's like well you don't get it you don't get it people find it weird um well obviously he's not telling you telling the like he's not telling Hank or at least the movie's not telling you oh you should go masturbate in public no that's not what it's saying it's no, basically this is the message of the movie um <laughs> <laughs> go masturbate in public I, I right feel, now <laughs> I feel liberated I feel, liberated. I feel like, this movie like a new person <laughs> No, it's more saying of like just like uh like uh, the way that he was like talking about it to like um in a very shameful way um but like just like events like even Manny like felt shame like when that little girl was like oh you're ugly and stuff and that made him what like die down again because like the things like there's things that like we do as for some reason as society like oh getting excited and happy about like being at the antique mall and stuff can be shameful can be like portrayed as like you know oh they're shamed towards that and i think that's what like it's kind of just exploring all of these like yeah these things that we put up that prevents us from connecting to with one each with one another um yeah i like i don't know i feel like people people because again of that societal thing it's like well i can't act a certain way i can't do things a certain way because people will react this way stops people from enjoying things and like you said it's like the it's like oh, why, why can't you just enjoy things especially when it's like simple things like stuff nobody would get on you for but you feel like it would be something that someone might get on you for just for the fact of you being excited like right. it's it is a it's a weird it's just weird it's very weird uh and i and i never really it's one of those things where it's like when you think about it, it's like, yeah, I never understood that. But when you're living life and you're going out, you find yourself still, though, falling into that thing of not allowing yourself to enjoy things. <laughs> and, yeah. And, um, you know, like you said at the end, I, I think it's also like another thing of like at the end when Manny does power down because he has that girl telling him like, hey, like she, cause she's scared of him. I don't think she calls him ugly, but she's like scared of him. Yeah. Um, and he you know he dies down again because he's like you know i I can't integrate into the society it's not for me it's not they won't accept me um hank you know takes this man out of the body bag and is like no i'm not letting them take you like you're my friend you like you don't deserve this you're my friend like you know i accept you um and i think that's another thing of like you know i mean like a side note not much of the main message but like a little side note of it's like when you have a person there to support you you know, you can be alive and be lively like, you know, Manny does at the end and comes back to life and he goes on his way. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it feels, uh, 
I think it's funny too because like we can only imagine like what happens afterwards with um Hank at least. Like I'm assuming Manny just goes back to the island and like waits for the next guy to get straight. <laughs> oh waits for the yeah, waits for the next because like the only times like t- it was only towards the very, very end when Hank and not Hank, but Manny was carrying Hank on his back or something that we got to see kind of like almost like Daniel Radcliffe like uh, like alive again. Like he almost yeah. seemed very, very much alive. So like I assume that he probably is back on the island and that he has fully unlocked his magical I am alive again, this is my life type of thing, or he just floats onto the ocean endlessly. Um, now for Hank, you know, not only did the girl that he had a massive crush on and was like super creepy towards like witness this, um, but so did Nat, like I'm assuming like live TV and his father. Um, so I can only imagine that like, even though he has this message of going like, oh, I don't give a fuck anymore, I'm sure that his life has probably gotten a lot harder for him too um, because of this. I mean, yeah, but I, I would also say like, I, I would also say it's a good thing that the people who were there, like even the news people saw it. So like, at least he can live his life without people thinking he's crazy, you know? Right. <laughs> like, like I, I, would say, I would say his life will just be more hard in the sense of like, he lost somebody who gave him, you know, that new lease on life. Um, yeah and that he was able to connect with with like you know how he's never been able to connect with anybody before but you know at least he won't have to like like go to jail like 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 be psychiatrically evaluated (laughs) based off of like being like he's alive he's i i saw this man i rode him like a jet ski I mean, I'm I'm sure he's definitely probably gonna have a psyche valve but yeah no I I was also happy not for this you know yeah, no, I was also happy to, like, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, they better, they better see fucking Manny, Manny better jump up and start doing the Renegade right now, <laughs> <laughs> because I will not, I will not allow Hank to be, I, I will not allow him to be embarrassed like this. I was very nervous the first time I watched it, but, you know, they do witness that this body is once again floating like a jet ski because of his um, bowels releasing and him, like, having, like, explosive farts. Which, you know, you know as, as one does. As one does. As one does. <laughs> and I also find it interesting, too, because that's, like, the moment that we realize that this is not all in Hank's head. Yeah. And that's kind of, like, you know, oh, shit. Um, and, I, and I think that's, you know, the part of the magic realism part is the fact that, like, this is very much real life and this is happening. This is not, like, some hallucination. Because there was a lot... Of, there was a lot of times when I first watched this movie, I was like, this this is just going to end with him, like, you know, hallucinating all of these experiences, and he's just going to drag this dead body up, and people are going to be yeah. like, what the hell? I mean, you know, it's, it's a little, yeah, just imagine a man coming to you in your backyard with a, with a full-grown dead body. To be fair, there's a part of me that's like, would be like, I I don't know, maybe because I, 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 like, it's it's a little bit too logical of way of a thinking but if a man came into my backyard with a full dead body i wouldn't immediately assume that he murdered this man because i would not assume he'd bring the body with him <laughs> no no i definitely i definitely wouldn't have assumed that i mean like i had said earlier if i was in the position of sarah where like i would be a little weirded out but also like i didn't understand why her first assumption was the fact that like hey i live on um a crazy like property with a, a lot of woods in the background these this these two men one of them being dead just stumbled upon my background maybe just maybe they were um you know lost in the woods for a while it well, kind of looks be, to like be that. fair when she comes out she doesn't really like freak out freak out because she does she yeah, does no, like, no. hear him out and she's like are you are you good <laughs> are you good and like honestly her reaction towards like the picture thing at first like i was like oh so she's very much reacting towards this like she finds out that like uh, hank has a picture of her on her phone and that he like kind of was stalking no i wouldn't say stalk maybe stalking probably um her but she reacted like like what the fuck like this but not like i i I guess i expected more of like an intense reaction from her but then you know like her little daughter at the time follows manny and hank after he run they run off and she goes and like stumbles upon the fact that they have just been living in her like backwoods 
this whole time and created like this masterpiece. Like it is a masterpiece. Like, the shit oh, that they yeah. created in the woods together, like a true art piece. And everybody was like astonished. So I get that. I mean, uh, that, that I guess. And it's also just like, what are you going to say to this man who already looks like he's like in the woods, like been in the woods and obviously not okay. Like an- another right. little thing that I really liked, uh, even though I don't know if it was that intentional, but I like the fact that when she does ask if he's okay, he immediately goes, no, I'm like, I'm not okay. <laughs> like that, that like yeah. allow- allowing yourself to get help type of thing. Or just like, I'm not like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not okay. okay. I'm not okay. And, uh, some something else I also wanted to touch on in an earlier scene in the movie is the fear scene. I really like that one. Um, you know, the one where he straps Manny to his back and they're crossing this pipe, I believe. Like, oh, that goes yes. The water. Yeah, yeah. I really liked that uh, just because I like that it wasn't too dragged on like the love scenes or the life scenes or the, the death scenes, but it still had like the impact of attributing fear to why half of the time people can't feel things or won't allow themselves to feel things. Um, and how when he's teaching Manny fear, he's like, listen, I can't describe it. It's something you feel. And then the immediacy of Manny slipping and he's like, hmm, I think I know. Is this fear? I think I'm feeling fear. <laughs> and, and then uh, they you know, they fall into the water and they kiss, which is weird, but also I guess like a precursor to like uh, how he has said like fear is what stops people, I guess, from like, experiencing love a lot of the time and you know weird scene but i guess like a precursor to kind of say that in a way (laughs) yeah no because like well you know manny's like kind of drifting to the bottom of the uh the river um and hank has to dive down to uh get him and i think that the kiss like don't they kiss another time they or was it an all? No, almost. they get close to doing it. Was an almost okay. kiss. Th- this is this uh, was... the party scene where they get a little bit too into role playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. But um, also, the reason why they also just kissed was the fact that uh, Manny was providing oxygen for Hank. Um, well, I guess both of them in in a, in a way, uh, because you, you have to rem- remember he's like a Swiss Army Swiss Army yeah. knife. Um. Yo, okay, sorry, my computer died for a second there again. Um, I have to keep on clicking the screen to make sure it doesn't sleep on me. Um, but, and, you know, they get that big scene where, like, Hank, like, you know, uses himself as a rocket and launches himself back into the air, saving them both yeah. and stuff like that. Kind of overcomes that fear and everything and gets them to where they need to be. Um, yeah, we see, a, we, we have a wide range of, like, you know, human emotions, um, and things, occurrences that happen to us, um, through the, but we get to experience it through the lens of this very, like, lonely man and a dead body, and I think that's just, I honestly loved it, um, like, I mean, when I first it, watched it. Also, it is also a movie for people who are strangled by fear in life, because it's like, imagine watching a movie about a man who is literally dead and the dead body is experiencing more life in a day than maybe you have in how long? <laughs> Almost would say that, like, for people who have, like, existential dread or, like, you know, fear towards, like, what death is, I think this movie kind of eases that sometimes. Because at the time that I watched this, like, 26, I think I watched it, like, when it, after it had won its award at Sundance, mm-hmm. um, which was a time where I was going through my ex- existential crisis of, you know, life and death and dread. And I, I, from what I remember, I just remember feeling like this was like the time when I started feeling at peace with everything. That was like what happens in life and everything. So I think it obviously depends on the person, but like I, it might like trigger some people and it might just like ease what what we're all kind of feeling in some aspects. Yeah, I, I think like especially upon like first time it got me a little bit existential, but I would say upon like a multiple rewatch i think it is something you can look at at a much more in a much more positive light depending on the person that you are um it's it's just a good movie like i i genuinely it's it's not like obviously i don't think we talk about anything on here that we didn't recommend maybe though maybe right. one day we'll do maybe we'll have a thing where we both you know maybe in the future we'll have a thing where we react to things that are objectively terrible and we're just cynics for the day but <laughs> 
I would honestly love that. <laughs> I used to do that. A, I used to do that a lot, actually. Um, when I watch movies and review them, like, um, you know. But I, but I, I like this movie, especially. I guess, especially because, um, you know, to to talk like a, a bit more personally, it's like with things that are coming up soon, where you know I'm moving and big things are happening, and it's like that transformative period. Watching yeah. a movie about literally just living life and like e- imagining life in I guess in a, in a future sense and wanting to allow myself to enjoy like what's currently happening and what will happen watching a movie like that really helped ease a lot especially on the second time watching helped ease a lot of anxiety I had uh like going go like going further and further into it as it draws nearer oh yeah I'm glad that happened. I'm glad that you got that reaction from those. I think I think that's that's that makes me feel good because I showed you this. <laughs> yeah, what are, I just come on here and I'm like, wow. So Mark showed me this movie. It was dog shit. Hated it. Zero out of ten. I almost left because of it. <laughs> this is because this is because this is like a film. Like I like you know I recommend a lot of media to people um, because I immerse myself into a lot of different forms of media. But Swiss Army Man is actually a film that like. It, I might forget about it like when I'm ever I'm in a friendship or just like with my family but then there'll be a moment where like I'll be like oh I need to tell them about Swiss Army Man um because like it's such an interesting fucking it's not because it's an interesting film but also just like the overall like the way it's shot and like this message behind it I think it's a film that everybody at least needs to see once and so I will yeah. I will continue to vouch for it. I will continue to vouch for it there may be I may be like a year or two into a friendship and like completely forget about this film but then something will remind me of it and I'll be like holy shit we're sitting down right now we're watching this because <laughs> it's so good in the seat this is the movie <laughs> And also, I just think it's, like, I honestly, in my opinion, think it's, like, probably Duna Radcliffe's, like, best role. one of role. his best things. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I would say, like, for those of y'all that have only seen the dude in Harry Potter and, like, maybe and nothing else, p- please check out some of his other things. Like, especially this yeah. movie. It is amazing. Especially, like, how much he physically did for the role. Because considering he was playing a dead body, they could have easily, like, used a mannequin or like something of the sort and i think he denied that and he was like no i want to do most of the like stunt work and the body work <laughs> like if i if i can yes yeah no he you know. he's incredible um and he managed to i i don't know since manny like you, you kind of see him develop a personality over time and daniel radcliffe really portrays this like infant like cr- like character that you know starts to mature and age like very rapidly because it's almost like rapid like life like you know it is it's pretty much rapid life because from start to finish he goes through pretty much every single cycle of like one can know even with puberty itself um where he's like developing and at first he's very much like an infant and then as he gets older he has like this full-blown like cognitive sentient like personality of like how he can be and how he can make choices and everything um so it's it's speed running life is what manny has done yet again um i mean that's almost what hank did (laughs) that's not funny (laughs) 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 i let the intrusive Um, thoughts win Oh yeah, on that note, we can wrap this. We can wrap this conversation. <laughs> oh my god! Right, well, you know. Oh uh, my god! No, but we appreciate y'all for those of y'all mm-hmm. that are listening, and for those of y'all that are continued listeners, we appreciate y'all for listening. Hell you know, yeah! We're coming back. We're coming back in stride. You know, new mm-hmm. media, new things, uh, 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 new things, thoughts, th- new thoughts, things and things. And especially, especially because we're very excited now that we've opened up the podcast to be like just more media centered rather than new media or like introducing mm-hmm. each other to new media. Especially because I am very excited to. This is not going to be the next episode, but it is one that we have talked about doing. Possibly is a series on The Matrix, which we both watched yes. for the first time uh, while we were while I was visiting, and we both fucking loved it. Uh, and it was amazing. <laughs> 
but I, I think we had talked about watching the, the series and then, like, talking about it to see how it was. But, um, you know, I, I don't think we have anything in particular planned uh, yeah. for, for the next episode specifically. But uh, we will see you then. You yes. Know, and Mars, I, any words? <laughs> um, I appreciate you guys, like, always. Um, this is always a fun time. So I'm glad that we got to do this once again. But, yeah, so we'll see you guys next time. Have a good morning, good evening, a good night. And also, happy Lunar New Year. Yes, it is Lunar New Year for those of y'all that celebrate. Have a good one. Hell yeah. <laughs> but like Mars said, hope that wherever you are, you are having a good morning, good evening, or good night. And we will see you.